Welcome to the Forest FM Podcast, episode 141. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. We've already made it to our very last monthly roundup of 2019. In today's episode, you'll be able to catch up on anything you've missed recently. We'll discuss some of the latest Forest FM episodes, product updates, events coming up soon, and everything else in between. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. I had to laugh just when you were reading the intro there. You were like, we've already made it to our very last monthly roundup of 2019. And in my head, I was thinking, hang on a second, December is in 2019. (laughs) But it actually took me a couple of seconds to realize while you were talking, oh, no, wait. Yeah, because of what we have planned coming up over the next few weeks. Yeah, so next week we're having a really interesting chat with Dr. Sean Williams, one I'm very, very excited for, something that we haven't really done before at all. No, it's going to be completely different. And you know what, just talking to Sean on the phone or, well, actually, I called him Dr. Williams and he was like, please, Killian, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's just so like his voice alone, you could listen to him all day. And the content that he's going to be covering, I think, will be quite interesting. We're going to dive into the history, guys. History of hairdressing. Get ready. Checking out your roots. Literally, yeah. (laughs) Checking out your... (laughs) The roots of hairdressing. Yeah. 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 Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I'm going to give you that one. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Then episode 143 is going to be our third to last episode of the year. It's going to be our recap episode with Ronan and Barry this year. So Barry Quinn, um, who's now moved over to the US and our country manager in the US now. So yeah, we're going to look at what Forrest got up to in 2019. I think it's been about two years now since we had Barry. On the show, yeah. We had Barry on talking about some Grove features before and now we're going to be chatting to him to find out what's going on over in America. Ah, oh, they all grow so, so fast. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we're going to round up the year with, and that's kind of our roundup episode, but it's just not branded that way, the Best of the Forest blog, uh, episode 144, and then the Best of Forest FM on episode 145. And then we'll be catching you again at the summit. Yeah, so an exciting month, month and a bit, I suppose it's fair to say, because we'll have the live at the summit and then live inside Forest. So about a month and a half of stuff coming up. Um, But I suppose considering it's our last monthly roundup of the year, how are the books going, Zoe? (laughs) This was a pledge we set ourselves at the start of last year. Surprisingly really, really good. So I set myself, I don't know about you, but I set myself a target of one book, business book a month and one fiction book a month, which is quite a lot considering in 2018, I read about three books in total. (laughs) I got, I'd say five or six fiction books in and um, while I was doing the prep for this episode, realized that I got six business books already and I'm pretty much done my sixth one. I'm going to start the seventh one in December. So seven books in total this year, at least business books. I think that's some really, really good going. What about you? That's, yeah, that's not bad at all. What were the business books you managed to get through? So I started the year with The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay-Stanier. Then I dove into Good Strategy, Bad Strategy by Richard P. Rumelt. Then there was Blink, Malcolm Gladwell, The Obstacle is the Way, Ryan Holiday, Turn the Ship Around, L. David Marquet, and then Stillness is the Key, another one by Ryan Holiday. You can tell it's a personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the one I'm kicking off in December is called Consigliere, Leading from the Shadows, and that's by Richard Hittner. So a few on kind of coaching and leadership there, see. Just kind of think to myself there, it's like usually you're way better than me at reading the books. 
but that was my 2018 book list, which is interesting because when we talk about 18 and 19, we've actually read a lot of similar books, but I'm also kind of blown away at just how many books actually did get through. So before I go into mine, which two would you recommend? I mean, there's some really, really valuable lessons in all of them. Uh, depends what you're looking for, I suppose. Um, in terms of strategy, you, you can't go wrong with good strategy, bad strategy. It's probably, when I when I got through it, I understood why it was Paddy Monaghan's favorite book and kind of Bible, I suppose. It's a hard book to get through. It's dense. But if you can push through and read it from cover to cover, you'll really, really get amazing insights out of that. And the second one that I really enjoyed this year, it's hard to pick just two. I think I'd have to say the obstacle is the way slash stillness is the key. And I put them together because they're actually part of a trilogy. And I think those ones were probably the most impactful ones this year in just in terms of how it made me think about certain things. He talks a lot about perspective and and shifting the way that you see things, putting yourself in other people's shoes and other situations and and turning adversity into an advantage. So that really, I think on both a career and personal level, uh, there's just a lot of things that were changing, a lot of things that I kind of had no idea what to expect of the future. And to be able to step back, reflect and take the time to do that, which we don't often do, was really, really important and, and key to a lot of the success in projects and stuff that, that we've had and stuff that I've worked on. Yeah, Ryan Holiday really is great. And The Obstacle is the Way is a fantastic book. I haven't had the uh, pleasure of reading Stillness is the Key yet, but I think I'll be adding that to my list just because I have so many to get through. But yeah, like I, I can't doubt any of what you just said there. It is very good and it's good to be able to sit back and reflect every couple of pages too on them. Yeah, 100%. What about yourself though? You've You've had just as long as the list. Yeah, when I was putting this list together this week, I was like, you know what, I'll probably only have two completed books because I have such a bad habit, which is funny because this is one of the books that uh, I did finish. I have a bad habit of starting things and not finishing the books. So with regards to the ones I actually finished, uh, because I have a lot of books on my Audible and at home that are like halfway through, a good example of that is your good strategy, bad strategy book. That's like two years in the making, <laughs> that book. I'll get through it someday. I'm starting to think maybe it's not one to listen to. I should actually read. But I'm going to kick off my completed books this year. Good to great. It's the second time I finished that book just because I thought it was such a good book. I wanted to read it again this year. The first time was the Audible. The second time I read the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. That's the CEO of Nike. The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Never Split the Difference by Chris Foss. First Man In, Ant Middleton. Customer Education, Adam Avramescu. I'm definitely butchering that second name. Avramescu. And Make It Stick by Peter Brown. So that's that's seven completed books there. There's kind of a mix between just, I suppose, general personal development, business, and then the last two are more focused on my role here at Forest Working in the Education Department. But um, good collection. Very surprised at uh, to see so many that I've completed. And like I was saying, then I've actually started quite a few this year that I'm just taking my time getting through. They're not that I've forgotten about, <laughs> like Mind Shift um, books like that. Very good. Yeah, they just take time to digest. Yes. Well, I mean, with the amount of running that you do, and that's when you listen to most of them. I feel 
I'd say you'd get through them quite easily next year. The ones that you've started this year, anyways. Yeah, the next goal now is to train for the marathon, so hopefully get some more mileage and minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But what were the um, what were your top two? I'm going to flip the question on you because I thought it was really hard to answer. I really enjoyed Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah, like I think the first time I kind of like flew through it really quick and just kind of like gleamed through a book really fast and I was like oh he kind of like he actually sounds so lazy considering he was the CEO like if it wasn't for his I suppose very first salesperson you kind of come to think would Nike have ever taken off but looking back on it it's actually a really interesting book because do you know the way there was that whole period where everyone just slated Nike you know, to do with uh, their factories and uh, things like that. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to finally get the insider scoop on it because when you look back on it, everything you heard was actually from the media. Um, And one classic example of where you actually kind of had to feel for Nike in this scenario was that they said they were actually paying the salaries of people working in their factories a large amount of money, so much so, and they were taking care of their... um, their well-being and stuff like that so much that it was actually the governments that fought back. So the, what they were essentially saying is you can't pay a factory worker more than a doctor in the country. And that's where the issues all started coming in. So like the guys working in those factories actually had quite a good um, income and benefits and things like those. So they kind of had to then resort back to, and McDonald's, Burger King, all of the big franchises have all fallen into this trap as well. They then had to kind of strip them back to be what other factory workers are entitled to and what they'd receive from companies. That's mental. It is, yeah. So it wasn't really that Nike and Adidas and any other company like that were blatantly going out of their way to extort these people. It was just, that's how it all kind of worked out. So that's just one very small example um, just how the company grew in general from the early days right up to probably one of the mo- world's most iconic uh, game-changing and profitable brands. <laughs> yeah. Probably can't really deny. So yeah, that was a very good book. Um, the Never Split the Difference one, I did really enjoy. Maybe it's because it was the summary of it, so it was still a few hours long, but it's just really interesting to see. Um, this one's about uh, negotiation skills. Just really interesting to hear the kind of typical scenarios in a hostage negotiation and then how you could use it in your everyday life. Really good. Uh, it's actually, it's very hard to pick two because then I've got like customer education and I've make it stick, which I've just finished customer education and I'm like nearly finished make it stick. And I really enjoy them, but they wouldn't be books that, they wouldn't be generic books that anyone could listen to. Yeah, It's purely just kind of how can we make training the best that it can be um so yeah i'll probably go for never split the difference and shoe dog all right well i guess uh, that sums it up for our books this year hopefully we get on to at least the very same amount if not more next year what i want to start doing though is that technique of um taking notes and documenting concepts over time a bit like i think it is riding and holidays technique actually um the way with like the postcards and stuff and he just like categorizes everything because i did that for one of the books that I've read in 2018, The Brand Gap. And now I just find it so much easier to go back and I know where to look for what. So I think I might have a look back on all these books that I've read this year and just kind of 
categorize concepts and take notes on them um, before kicking off a new list next year. Yeah, it's a good idea. I used to do it with the Audible ones uh, when I was listening to ones like Deep Focus by Cal Newport because I'd actually be kind of sitting down and listening to them and then you can clip them in Audible. But then when you're listening to them on your way to and from work or running, it's harder to clip for notes. So I've actually noticed that customer education one is probably the first physical book I've read in a good while and when I picked it up there recently it's just covered in sticky notes <laughs> so that is the one benefit of actually having the hired copy that you can highlight underline and note so what about our product updates if we move on to our second section of this episode so for our product updates we don't actually have any updates now there's a reason for this we've refrained from releasing anything in the product this month and pretty much any time this side of Christmas purely because you're busy enough as it is that one of the last things that you need to be dealing with is product updates and new features. So while we're not releasing any updates this month and in December, you can expect to see some pretty cool stuff in January. To compensate for this, or I, I don't even know if it's compensating, <laughs> but we did release, or not release, Paddy and Ronan, our CEO and head of product, did do a Facebook Live Ask Me Anything, and I believe it's the first one that we've done in quite a while now, isn't it? Yes, it is the first in a long time. Yeah, so it was just over an hour long. I think the actual duration time was an hour and eight minutes, so roughly an hour, give or take the intro, outro. But there was lots of questions. And lots of good questions. Yeah. The guys got grilled. We said that on the last episode, but it's true. Like they really got a lot of hard questions. So yeah, like they're, th- this is something that we're going to be doing on a more regular basis. So the best way to keep an eye out for those, because I don't think we have anything scheduled at the moment, but when we do have them scheduled, you'll see them all on the Facebook page. So let's move into our forest content roundup. I, this is your section. Normally in this section, I'd be talking about the forest blog specifically, but because we have an episode dedicated to that in December to cover the whole year, I want to talk about something that marketing has been working on this month in particular, and that's called the Forest Content Roundup 2019. You might have seen it on social media or on our website directly in the resources page. Essentially, what this is, is a campaign that you can opt in to get a total of four emails linking to a password protected page full of webinar exclusives, courses, challenges, podcast episodes, blogs, and there's four different topics four emails, four password protected pages, four topics. We've broken it down into management, business growth, retail and finance. And hopefully uh, this will help you start 2020 on the right foot because there's no point in releasing more content. Same as product updates. You're busy enough. You don't need to try and keep up with all the new stuff coming into the busiest period of uh, the year for you guys. So what we're doing is uh, we're also releasing a few exclusives in those pages. For instance, in the management password protected page, if you sign up to the campaign, you'll be getting an exclusive video from the Salon Owners Summit 2019, something that we never release. So yeah, look out for a few surprises like that. But it's really straightforward. You sign up, you get an email, it has the password in it, you click the the link to the page, enter the password, and there you go. Everything's accessible right there and then. Uh, The link to sign up for that is, as always, in today's episode's notes. Excellent. Now it's time for our Forest FM roundups. Now we only have two this month. But, you know, quality over quantity. That's what we say. 139, live from the Salon Owners Summit Roadshow. This was 
in Philadelphia, wasn't it? It was the Lucy in the city of brotherly love. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. That's the nickname of the city. You know how every city has a nickname? That's Philly's nickname. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> My only education of Philadelphia is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, there so, you go. Now you have another reference. <laughs> now I have another reference. Um, but yeah. Just like the last Salon Owners Summit Roadshow, which took place in Chicago, we kept similar format. It was a mix of Fox Pops, snippets from Speakers Talks. And this episode actually had an interview with the Cosmoprof artistic team member, keynote speaker and social savvy stylist, Olivia Smalley. We're not going to play snippets from all of the day in this episode, but here's a little something from Olivia Smalley. The most underutilized space on Instagram is the caption that hairstylists are not taking advantage of. So think about it like this. If you're at the gym and you're only working out arms and you're not working out legs, you are not burning fat at 100% capacity. It's only 50%. If you are only posting pictures and not posting captions, you are not utilizing Instagram at 100%. So making sure that your content, your photos, and your context is on point using the rules of EEI So you're either entertaining, educating, or inspiring on your post. So everything has a purpose. Um, You're posting pictures of hairspray on your page. You're not explaining anything. You're not explaining ingredients. What was the point of that? So being purposeful, good lighting, and great photography taking. What I recommend for um, stylists to do is if they're kind of just getting their feet wet when it comes to creating content and capturing um, sessions with their clients is to actually message them maybe like a week before asking them, hey, you're going to be on camera. I'd love to capture your face. Come camera ready. The next episode we had then was 140 with Ronit Enos on financial literacy and changing salons money stories. Yeah, she um, she had a perfect spiel for this, and this is actually her making. We we discussed this after the episode was finished recording, but she was saying money's great, making loads of money is even better, but let's ask ourselves why. Why do we want more money? Because she was saying, you know, money brings shame, confusion. Money controls people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More than you'd think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she, in this episode, was really diving into what's your money story? Like, did you grow up with too little, too much? Were you taught that it was wrong to want more? She dove into her money story, you know, seeing how, from a business point of view, this affected the way that you ran things, the way you did things and uh, how to really get control over uh, that narrative and run your business to a point where you are happy with the results and you are happy with the paycheck that you cut yourself first and then go for profits. Yes, that was very important to pay yourself first because every business does it where they look after everyone else and look after the business and forget about themselves until it's three years later and you're struggling. Yeah, exactly. So here's some insights into what she had to say on that episode. The funny thing is we all say, you know, happiness is not about money. And money is not everything. But if you really think about it, money touches everything. We work uh, in our program with many salon owners and spa owners. And the vision and what they want out of their salon is great. But you can't have that, none of it, if you don't have the cash flow to support that. I never took a paycheck that showed me, wow, this is, this is what I want. Because I didn't really know how to run the, the money game. 
The truth is, if you're building for sustainability, if you're building for predictability, if you want to have income that can grow and you can scale, you have to start thinking like a CEO. One hour, what does it cost you to run the business? Oh my God, how do I know that? You got to look at, are you charging enough, right? And are you relying on your tip to pay the bills? That's a big problem. I didn't say how many hours you booked and gave your uh, service for free. How many hours did you actually bring cash? So you're already used to this. It's time for our Inside Forest segment in which we talk about webinars, events, uh, education, all that kind of stuff. What do we have coming up first, Killian, with the client webinars? Well, as family comes first, we'll start off with the client webinars indeed. (laughs) (laughs) So we do have a series of internal client webinars hosted from our education team. So you can be guaranteed that the advice you're getting are from people who have spent time in the industry themselves as therapists, hairdressers and beauticians. This webinar that we have coming up on the 26th of November is all about increasing your retail sales and improving product management. Product management is one thing that we just wish, I suppose, more people were doing. Everyone has their own system to do product management, but there tends to be a lot of wastage coming out of this. So this is going to help you improve your revenue because of correct product management while increasing retail sales. So when is this webinar taking place? It takes place on November the 26th at 4.30 p.m. GMT. So that's if you're in Ireland, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time or 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. How do I register for this webinar? Well, we have a new link for client webinars. Now bear with me on this one. It's forest.zoom.us slash calendar slash list. So if you put that into your URL, you can register for any of the upcoming webinars that come up on the calendar there. We do have a few more planned for 2020, but at the moment they are just placeholders. So this is the next available webinar that you can register for. If that link doesn't work for you for some reason, just email us at training at and ask to be enrolled in the Forest Education webinars. Sounds good. And in terms of events, then if we move on, what's coming next is the Salon Owners Summit flagship event in Dublin. On January 6th at the Convention Centre in Dublin, we're, as per every year, hosting a forest-only client event. And I've been talking about this quite a lot in the past few episodes, so if you're still wondering why you should attend, we've got five great reasons for you. One, you'll be taking part in one of the most talked about events in the industry. It's always good fun. It's always great learnings, great insights. Two, it's a weekend to learn. Educate yourself by participating in loads of business and development workshops, and you'll have access to some of the greatest minds in the world of business, customer service, marketing, and management with a day full of keynotes. Three, you'll be able to meet and share experiences with like-minded professionals. You know how we were stressing the power of networking this year. This is one of the best events to do it at. And not only will you be able to network on the day, but we also have exclusive Salon Owner Summit pre and after parties. Four, you'll have access to premium content, downloads and videos after the event. And five, it's just a really good way to kick off the year. You know, you'll be inspired and hopefully full of ideas for 2020. So if you're a forest client and you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you've still got time, but be quick. There's a link in today's episode's notes for that. You can request a callback. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. 
So usually after we talk about the Salon Owners Summit, Kelly and you follow up with Forest Academy, but you have been talking about virtual instructor-led trainings recently. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I said it at the start of the show that two books I'm focused on at the moment are educational books. Everyone on the team is trying to find ways to improve how we deliver training to meet your demands, essentially, um, just to ensure that everyone's getting the most out of Forest. So we've always done our trainings online through a virtual instructor-led training. And now we've started transitioning towards Forest Academy. So just to take it back to the virtual instructor-led training, I'm going to call it VILT for, <laughs> for now. Um, we have done a bit of a shakeup. So for any of our long-term clients, you may notice that there's no essential management module anymore. So this is one big online course. What we've actually done is we've split this up into two. So now it's staff and services and commission and reports. It just means that instead of sitting down to do one big long training full of load of subtopics, you can now delve straight into stuff that you want to learn, stuff that you need to know now. So like that, uh, staff and services and commission and reports was all one course. Now, if you don't need commission reports, you just need to know how to set up your staff and services. You can jump in and just do that shorter course and vice versa. So those ones are live online with our industry expert trainers. Then moving on to Forest Academy, the online self-taught learning portal. This one is, we've got 10 courses there at the moment. So you can get started with Forest. You've got your products and inventory, Forest Pay, Forest Go, Tree Cars, memberships, a load of different courses there. And they're all split up, anything from like 10-minute courses right up to hour-long courses. So you can pick and choose and learn on the go in your own time. The two recent ones that we've added are the self-taught versions of those essential management series that I just discussed for VILT. And we've split it up into two so far, business setup and system management. So only US clients have access to Forest Academy. However, we are rolling this out to all EU salons and their staff members over the coming months. So you can expect to see this in by the end of 2019. Um, for anyone that does want to get early access from the EU or Australia to Forest Academy, just email forestacademy at forest.com and we can get you and your team set up with your self-taught training courses. So you can start learning all about Forest now. And finally, in 2020, we're going to be looking at revamping the Salon Mentorship Hub. So I'm going to put it out there again. If ever you've availed of a consultation before and you'd like to help us make the experience better for future users or for yourself for another consultation with a new mentor, we'll be waiting for your thoughts and suggestions. You can always get in touch by email or with a DM on social media. But essentially, the Salon Mentorship Hub is a place to connect with industry coaches and consultants with who you can book yourself in for a free 15 to 30 minute consultation on a topic of your choosing. You don't need to be a Forest client to avail of this. All you have to do is go to salonmentors.forest.com. And well, that's all we got for this week, guys. But to give you a taste of next week's episode, stick around for the next minute or so and hear a clip from Dr. Sean Williams, the hairdresser in history around 1800s. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We genuinely love feedback and are always looking for ways to improve the show. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. The hairdresser's significance in society first rose as the importance of the wig maker fell. 
The term hairdresser was coined in 18th century England. This character was also called the coiffeur and friseur, terms that passed through French, English, German and other vocabularies in the same period. Since the late 17th and early 18th centuries, wigs had become ever more popular, passing into fashions of wider social classes until they became so widespread that they reached a tipping point. A major difference between wig makers and hairdressers was that wig makers were guild members. They had a fixed and long-term relationship with their places of work and with their customers. People would return to wig makers for alterations, aftercare, or to trade in their old wig for a more fashionable one. Hairdressers, by contrast, were freelancers, not guild members. And barbers, who until the mid-18th century were part of guilds of surgeons, were increasingly free of regulative structures and formal responsibility. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.